Hey there, it's Hilary Marie here from itaponline.com with another episode of the Lost in the Shuffle Tap Dance Podcast. In this podcast, I share with you my top tips and tricks for tap teachers so that you can have an awesome tap class with your students. Today, I'm going to talk to you guys about why we did not tap dance outside during COVID over the summer. I'm going to talk to you guys about why we made this decision. I'm going to share with you some of the basic concerns that I had with dancing outside, and then I'm going to share with you my big number one concern with dancing outside and why I am so thankful that we chose not to do it. Now, after things started reopening, and for those of you who may be listening for the first time, I own a dance studio called Grooves Unlimited Dance Studio in Livingston, New Jersey. All right, so I'm talking about the state of New Jersey here. After things started reopening, many dance studios took to the parks and the parking lots to run their classes outdoors, socially distanced and therefore in a safe way that many families felt comfortable returning to. Now we had so many families asking us to come and teach in their backyards, which you can hear more about in episode 63, where I talk about how my studio survived COVID-19. But in the end, we did not agree to teach anybody in their backyards. We kicked it off first with private lessons, offering outdoors and indoors, and this was our way of testing the outdoor waters. We were already leaning towards not doing the whole outdoor thing for other reasons, really one big reason, which I'll go into depth later, but our couple weeks of outdoor private lesson experimentation really solidified our feelings that this was not a good idea for us. Now, first things first, the elements of the outdoors in New Jersey in the summer are not conducive to dancing. The humidity in the summer is so heavy and the mosquitoes are so rampant. After 30 minutes of dancing outdoors, Those few outdoor private lesson students that we did have, they were either dehydrated, sunburned, or bitten up by mosquitoes. And this was after they were told, you know, wear sunblock, put on some mosquito repellent, and things like that. And, you know, personally, I am a mosquito magnet. (laughs) I'm that person, you know, when everybody's out and they're like, I didn't get bit by a mosquito. And I'm like, because they all ate me, (laughs) right? So I'm one of those people. And I'm also not really made for going out in the sun. I get instantly sunburn, even with the heaviest SPF on. So I definitely have empathy for the potential discomfort of the outdoors, if you will. Every single student that we had doing an outdoor private lesson immediately moved inside after about two weeks. You know, they, the first lesson was super uncomfortable for them. The second one, they tried to push through and we said to them, listen, you're just suffering out here. If you're not comfortable with coming inside, we could do it on Zoom or we can do it inside. But we ended up putting a hard cutoff on our outdoor private lessons. And we told everybody, you know, after next week, we're not doing this anymore. 
you can either be on Zoom or you can come on into the studio. And they all ended up transitioning inside. Now, another issue that we had anticipated with outdoor dancing was our equipment overheating, right? You have your stereo equipment. Maybe as a teacher, you're using your laptop, whatever it is. And when you bring tech outside and expose it to the direct sun, it will overheat, which was a huge issue uh, later after we had reopened when I ran my tap dance music video workshop and we were filming these music videos outside. So we were dancing inside, but we filmed the videos outside because the kids didn't want to wear masks in their video and those were the rules. So we filmed outside and... My camera was overheating immediately. We had to end up getting an umbrella out of the car and one of the kids would have to hold it over the camera to prevent direct sunlight from hitting the equipment, right? So equipment overheating is real. You can't expose tech equipment to direct sunlight in that way. So we thought overheating could be an issue. So we bought a canopy and that canopy was a nightmare. The smallest ones that we could get our hands on were still too big for one person to set up and break down. And as we were running these outdoor private lessons, there was nobody else there. It was just the teacher. And it would have to be set up and broken down before and after every lesson because these canopies were not weatherproof. And that takes additional time and it takes effort and energy on the instructor's part, which also costs extra money for us because we have to compensate our instructors for that additional time. But like I said, we tested three different canopies and none of them were usable for one person. So maybe we would drive to the studio, help them open up the canopy, and then come back later that night and close it. And at the end of the day, that's just silly, right? Why take those laps back and forth to the studio when you don't have to, if you're not teaching, right? Now, I did look into getting a big tent, like the ones that you can rent for an event, right? Because this would have solved our problems. We would have gotten rid of the sunlight. We would have been a little bit more comfortable, a little bit cooler outside. And it was something that we could just set it up one and done, right? Set it and forget it. So I looked into renting one and buying one. And you guys, we're talking five figures for a proper outdoors tent that can withstand the elements. We're talking over $10,000. Now you have heard me talk about the need to invest money sometimes, right? I'm not afraid of investing money if the return on investment is adequate, but this was an investment that would not pay for itself because outdoor dancing in New Jersey has an expiration date on it. It can start snowing as early as October. So this tent would not have made me more money because I would only be able to use it at that time that I was considering this, this, you know, my head space was there in about June, but when I was really actively looking into it because we had been told that we could reopen, I was looking since early July. So this tent was not going to make me more money. It was not going to pay for itself because I would only be able to use it for what? Eight, 12 weeks. Not to mention that in August, there was a hurricane that hit New Jersey really hard. We lost power for over a week and all of the local restaurants that had tents and outdoor seating, 
their setup was completely destroyed. Even the restaurants who took down the canopy part of the tent, but left up their poles, completely destroyed, completely uprooted from the ground. So I feel like I dodged a bullet there. (laughs) Now, another challenge that we were facing would have been sprung floors. Inside the studio, we have the proper flooring. Our tap dancers have proper flooring because they've been, you know, using portable tap dance floors at home during COVID. But our hip hop dancers, they don't have access to portable, proper sprung flooring. And it didn't feel right to have them dancing on concrete. And again, our instructors, we didn't want them outside dancing on concrete either. So I do have this portable concert dance floor that we could use, but that's a two-man job minimum. Those floors are heavy, and that would require a whole aspect of setting up and breaking down. So there was that as well. And finally, you know, the way that I saw it back in June was that dancing outside was short-term money. I saw a lot of people doing it because it meant that their students would return to the studio now. And with the financial loss that everyone experienced with COVID, I completely understand why so many people grabbed at that money that was available to them right now. If it meant dancing in your students' backyards, dancing in the park, dancing in the parking lot, dancing in your own backyard with your students at your house, right? I saw all of this happening and I understand why it happened, but in the end, I'm thankful that we did not make that decision. And I'm going to share with you now my number one reason why we did not dance outside and why I am most thankful that we waited patiently until we could resume indoor activities. And that is because I knew that dancing outside came with that expiration date that come September, the sun would set earlier. There would be less daylight outside. And then come October, the heavy rain that we typically get would come through and then the snow and it would be way too cold to dance outside. Dancing outside came with a time ticker, less than eight weeks, and I knew that transitioning families from outdoor dancing to indoor dancing would be very, very difficult, and that is what I am referring to in terms of short-term money. I have seen studios build their entire fall 2020 schedule around their outdoor participation, and now that they're trying to transition people back into the studio, they're getting a lot of pushback from families. Families who are saying, when you move inside, we're going to drop until the spring, and then we'll come back when we can dance outside again. These are families who are dead set on only dancing outside. And so their numbers are totally off. They built a fall season schedule that is only real when it is outdoors. I'm seeing this in you know the studio owner Facebook groups. Lots of studios are struggling with this. They're scrambling to try and get outdoor lighting because now it's too dark outside to dance by the time their teens are coming in for class later in the evening. You know, the martial arts school across the hall from me, they're struggling with this right now. They cannot get their people to transition inside either because they feel safer outside or they feel more comfortable outside because they don't have to wear a mask when they are outside. So in the end, we reopened indoors and we told families who weren't ready 
yet to zoom in. We said, you know, if, if you're not feeling comfortable with dancing indoors, go ahead and zoom in. And if they said, well, I don't want to be on zoom, then we said, no problem. Come back when you're ready. And it only took a couple of weeks for them to feel ready to come back. And now we are all inside. We are comfortable. We have our masks on. We are sharing socially distanced shuffles. We are safe and we are making it happen. But I'm seeing a lot of teachers and a lot of studio owners scrambling right now saying, I'm trying to be accommodating. I'm offering them outdoor classes, indoor classes, Zoom classes, and They're struggling to make ends meet because now they're teaching three times the amount of class. So I truly feel that the way we went back into the studio, even though we lost that short-term money, right? We lost that July money where we could have had all of our students dancing in the parking lot. Yeah, we could have done it and they would have paid for it. But in the end, we would not have transitioned back into the studio so smoothly at the end of August and then have the ability to start our new fall season in September smoothly and comfortably. So now we are currently running indoors and we are running hybrid classes. So we're not offering a separate Zoom class, a separate indoor class, a separate outdoor class. We are indoors. And if you are on Zoom, that means we're we're running the hybrid. All of our classes are set up for our hybrid setup. And when you're ready, you'll transition into the studio. You'll come off of Zoom and you will come into the room. And what was fascinating was about, we had 40% of our students indicate that they were going to be Zoomers. They were going to Zoom into their hybrid class. And then in the first week of class, 20% So half of those people who said that they were going to be Zooming in showed up in the studio in the first week of class. They just showed up. We had them marked as Zoomers and there they were in the room and we said, oh, okay. And so they were there. And then after that first week, it dropped again. So currently at the time of recording this episode, it's end of September, we are at like 15% of our families are Zooming in and everybody else is in the room and we are running hybrid classes. And I want to say that if you need help with hybrid, I want you to go to itoponline.com slash hybrid. I have a course available that shows you everything that you need for a perfect hybrid tech setup. Because at the end of the day, if your students cannot hear you properly or they cannot see you properly, it doesn't matter how good of a teacher you are. Your experience in teaching that class is not going to be a positive one. And your students' experience in learning from you at that time isn't going to be a positive and comfortable one either. So teaching hybrid is not easy, but I built this course to help make it easier for you. So I tap online members, you already have it in the member center. All right. So head on over to the member center, log in, and you can access that ultimate hybrid dance class course. If you are not yet an ITAP online member, you can either join the ITAP online family, or you can go to itaponline.com slash hybrid to check it out. And please, if you know any studio owners, any teachers who need help with this, this course is built in a way that it is not specific and solely for tap dancers. All right. It's for anybody in the dance industry. Please 
pass them this information. It is so, so important that we spread this around and that we share this. We need this, okay? I know that we in the community need this. I know that you might need this. So if that sounds like you, go ahead and check that out. But that is it for today, you guys. I have shared with you why we didn't immediately go to outdoor dancing and why in the end we chose not to really do it at all pretty much and how it has been a positive positive change that I am so thankful for you know the way we've had to make choices over the last six months it's hard because you only get one shot to make the choice and we've never been through this before There's no template, there's no playbook that we can go off of, that we can study. The best thing that we can do is make a good guess, follow our gut, and make a decision and stick with it. And in the end, I trusted my gut, we did not dance outside, and it has shown to be a positive decision that I am quite thankful for. So now I would love to hear from you. Did you dance outside? Are you dancing outside right now? How is it going? Were you able to comfortably transition your students back into the studio or has it been a bit of a struggle? I would love to hear from you. So you could go ahead and write me in the ITAP Online Community Facebook group and let me know. I hope to share shuffles with you guys super soon and I am wishing you all the best. Hey there, don't forget to head on over to itaponline.com to gain access to my 10 free tap dance resources. This includes my breakdown of the Shim Sham Shimmy and BS Chorus, progressive warm-up exercises, my Rhythm Tree for Tap Dancers poster that you can print and hang in the studio, and my Rhythm Training for Tap Dancers course that goes along with it. I've got Spotify playlists for tap teachers and so much more. So head on over to itaponline.com and check it out. These resources have been downloaded by over 150,000 tap teachers and tap dancers around the world. They are free and they are completely yours, but... You should know that my best content is available to ITAP Online members. ITAP Online members have access to live weekly Zoom classes and HD quality playbacks of those classes. They also have access to my on-demand courses, including Time Step Tuesday challenges, improvisation and technique exercises, historical choreography, and more. And we do twice a month live chats face-to-face on Zoom. We come together and we talk all things tap dance. ITAP Online members have direct access to me to ask all their tap dance questions. I am here to support you in your tap dance journey with quick and easy access to new knowledge and fresh inspiration so that you can be the best tap teacher that you can be. So head on over to itaponline.com to check it all out, and hopefully we can share shuffles together very soon.